fuck Amber Heard. Fuck all those people that dropped Johnny Depp. I hope he says no when you ask him to do something else and he finds something better. Because he will find something better because he's Johnny Depp. And even if he doesn't, he's rich as a motherfucker. And he's Captain motherfucking Jack Sparrow. Yes, he is. But, like, Mike Tyson, I'm going to take, like, special heed, too. Because I know Mike Tyson could flip a switch at any moment. And he don't care who's in front of him. <laughs> I just don't want to be a nuisance to you the know? guy. Well, that's too. But that's what I'm saying. I do that to anybody just because I want to be a nuisance. But I would, yeah. like, make sure, if, like... You okay with me breathing the same air as you? Or like, I could go over there. I, yeah, I'm yeah. good, you know? I'll run away. Yeah, yeah I, I'll run away if you want me to. That's cool. He, he, he'd catch you. That's, <laughs> feel me? This is what I'm saying. I just want to make sure you're comfortable, Mike. I could, I'll get off the plane. Do you want, I'll walk to, to Florida. It's cool. <laughs> Facts. Please don't hit me. Yeah, that's it. That's it. You know, like. And we're live. We're live. This is E Double Titty. Real street shit. You know how we do. Recovering from the Rona. All right. Pip, pip. Cheerio. I'll fucking find you one day, buddy. What they got on that thing? I never liked it. Like, it's just so hard to talk to people nowadays. Be kind, drink water, and don't be fucking racist. Well, in brighter news, uh, we won today. hey Uh The game was 3-3 going into the bottom of the fourth, and then we gave up seven runs. Just a catastrophe of an inning. Walks, bullshit hit by pitch, guy bunted, and then pulled it back. And Slashed the, it? And the umpire was like, and it hit him. Oh. Because, like, you know, you tell your guy, like, yo, if he bunts and he gets over the plate, hit him. Right, guy never pulled back. Ball hits him square in the chest. Umpire goes, he gets first base. I said, blue, that makes no sense. Right, then he's like a curveball, hit somebody's foot. Anyway, bases got loaded, and then they just hit the ball where we ain't. Didn't score next inning. They didn't score next inning. And okay. then after that, we we just went on a tear. We oh, just, this, the, the, you said it was 16-10. You guys were down. 10-3. Score was 10-3 going into the top of the sixth. It was just 13 unanswered runs. 13 Fordham, unanswered. Fordham prepped. Bro, the field was flat, right? First of all, there was hills in the infield, right? And what I don't get is how these Catholic schools that have these kids pay all this money can't just get better fields. What is it? There were hills in the infield. It was it was a disgusting field. Like hills that could cause a problem? Hills? Like we had to move third base a little bit out of the line because there was a massive hill. And if people had to round that base, they would literally be losing a knee or an ankle. What type of shit? Like, and, and don't get me wrong. Like, you got to get it done with whatever you got. I get that concept, too. But, like, I don't understand why the the uh, the fields where you test skill sets and where you, like, compete, where players are made and, like, you realize what a player is made of. Like, why aren't these places the best they could be for the area? So kids cheap? can play, like, their best. Now kids got to worry about breaking a knee, rounding third because there's a hill in the field. Because they're cheap, right? It's a I joke. Don't understand that. It's a little joke. And there was, yo, it was it was crazy because I was just laughing. I was just yeah. like, like, don't get me wrong. Like Mount didn't have any fields, but like when we played on the fields, even if we had to go to like Harrison, bro, we found a field. There were other fields up there that could have been used too. I was just like, this is terrible. Seriously, yeah, I don't like, get this that. Is... You got could have played at Van Cortland and had a better time. Because Van Cortland's not even horrible, honestly. That's. I'm fine with Van Cortland. Yeah, it's not Van horrible. Cortland, all Van Cortland needs is a rake and a, and a, and a lawnmower. And you can get it right. 
I've yeah. seen that field been transformed in one morning. I wonder what type of what type of grass is really good for the Northeast. I don't know. That's the thing I think is needed the most. But you know what it is too, though, and we have to give this to the city. Like people will really see a dirt field or like a baseball field and say, "I'm gonna go ride my dirt bike around here and do wheelies." Oh yeah, that's you right. know what I mean. Or I'm gonna take my ATV and fuck this field up for no other reason than they can. Yep. And that's like as much as we want to say the city's not doing anything. Like it's hard when you know, okay, like these dudes are gonna ride their ATVs here, and then there's gonna be a soccer game where they're gonna dig up the ground and then they're gonna drink after and leave all their trash behind. Yeah. Like literally, there was a soccer. They set up a soccer game in center field during the game. A guy walked through left field while we were hitting, like with Tim's on and a big ass jacket, just walked through left field looking back. And I'm looking at this guy, and he's just watching the play. And like, oh, this was mid game. This was mid game. And like been hitting like there was a, before. Or no, something. we were hitting. No, it was during the game. And I'm watching him just walk and just like stare at the field and walk. And I'm like, yo, get off the fucking field. You said that move, yeah. And he just didn't change his pace at all. Just kept walking. Literally looking back at what's going on. And I was just like, this is a joke. One of my guys hit a double into the gap, and it hit, like, the guys that were setting up that little soccer thing. No and it hit one shot. of their cards. And we just, we were like, what are you doing? Why would you set up there? Move, like, move over. There's mad space here. You know what I'm saying? That's the type of shit that happens in New York City. Well, in the Bronx, at least. <laughs> I was going to say. Are you serious, bro? That's oh, I'd have lost my shit. And then the ball hits it, so you would think they would just move out the way, right? They move like 15 feet back and just stand there. Bro, I don't understand. I, bro. I don't understand. Like, what? Like, you're play, your fucking rec soccer game is more important right now? Seriously? Bro, if or I practice? had, if I was like a varsity coach. Oh, as a varsity coach? Get the fuck off. Uh-huh. Especially when there's, like, I don't understand how people just don't get the fact that like, I know you want to set up, but, like, time schedules are tight. Like, fields are literally given away by the hour. Like, I did that program at the uh, uh, at Central Park on, like, 63rd and Central Park West, right? Like, I have a permit from 4 to 5.30. Bro, 5.25, people are, like, on the side. You know, as a kid, like, you look at stuff like that, and, like, you've seen, like, like, you remember when... You remember when uh, we got into that fight with Westbury at Harrison and some dude smacked Romo? Yeah. Like, that's one of those things where you're just like, yo, fight me. Don't hit my coach Yeah. type thing, you know? Like, yeah. we were at an age where, like, we understood that shit was, like, different. Like, you're 14, 15s, maybe a 15, but, like, definitely like 13, 14, 15-year-olds. Yeah. They don't have that. Like, most of them, anyway, don't have that, like... Certain things about practice and games are like, this is the way shit got to go. Facts. And this is our stuff. Like, yes. your other team or whatever, like, you guys have your own shit, but this is our shit. Wait till our shit's done. That's how I be feeling about my team, though. I feel like, like, I'm just trying to get them better, and you interrupting me, and you pissing me off because it's not that deep. You know what I mean? Like, the other day, there's, like I said, there's mad people getting every inch of Central Park, right? So, like... I have like six and seven year olds, right? I'm not putting them in actual left field or actual yeah. center field, right? They're yeah. playing the edge of the grass in the end. Yes. That, those are the outfield for them, right? <laughs> Facts. So everything else is just Yeah, everything at like distant land. Exactly, exactly. Too far. Too far. <laughs> but like, it's still mine. I'm still using that because the ball 
will go past them, and they need to run into that area to get it. So I need it free. Oh, and people will go there and just, like, lay out on a towel and something. Yo, off. like, That's well, amazing. that didn't happen yet. Yo, when that happens, I'm going to go ballistic. No, 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 it's going to happen. Because I these sit- parents look at me as if, like, like I'm the protector of their children right you now. You are. You because like are. I'm on the field and they're in the stands. This me. No, it's it's bro. This is that's exactly how I feel. That's why shit like that bothers me because it's like I'm in charge now and yeah. I'm responsible for this. And not only are you taking away from their experience, but now it's my job to ensure that experience. And now you're making me exactly. mad because you're interrupting, interfering by doing the most. Yep. And so like, and now you've now you've gotten me upset. Exactly. And that's not what you want. I don't even, bro. It's not even like the first time. Like, I'll be okay, and I won't tell you something assertively. The first, once you do it once, all it takes for me is the first time. Because you know I'm here. You know I'm here. There's no reason for you to be here, too. Otherwise, you'd be on the fucking permit. No but fucking you're not. Reason. No fucking But reason. you're not. No fucking reason. This other fucking, I don't know who it was, this other fucking program is in center field with, like, fucking 30 kids playing flag football. Bro, with no regard. And I'm like, you guys got to move. Go to that place. Yeah. I don't care... Get off the field. I yeah. have this field. Yes. I have all my kids right here. They cannot be hit by your kids playing football, running around. Yeah, Can't do it. Thankfully, he was like, oh, I, get, I get it, coach. I got you. I'll move over. So he moved, right? Why are you People, even set up there? I, like, I don't understand. It's like you're an adult. I don't understand. You're the one in charge here. This, and then you got people. Turn, it, turn, it, turn down the massive violence just a little bit. Right there is perfect. But, and then you got people coming onto the field right which is which is like are walking near the field to go cut through to get to the other side whatever right niggas will walk in through the the front entrance yeah of the stands and try and walk bro i see people walk, if i don't recognize somebody because i know most of the parents at this point if i don't recognize you and you come onto the field I'll, I'll stop the game and look at you and like they'll know i'm looking because nothing will happen with that because i'm the pitcher it's like no, the yeah, game's not doing be, nothing you know bro and they'll literally look at me and be like, oh, oh, coach, I'm sorry. I'm like, yeah, go around. Go around the stands. Please get off the field. None of my coaches growing up ever took any of that shit. That's what it was. And I was like, because I felt it as a kid, too. Thanks. As a kid, I was like, this is our space. Yeah. Get the fuck out of our space. I'm with my team. I'm trying to practice. I'm not trying to have another team, another coach here. This is my fucking space. And my coaches were always like, they deaded that shit off. There was no messing nah, around. My Little League coaches were like that. They, uh... They would dead like one of my coaches used to just he used to just take smoke breaks during practice and I remember like some dudes were sitting up for lacrosse and he really just like was just he saw it they were sitting up for cricket and he like he was smoking his Newport and he just dead ass like walked through the middle of practice never stopped practice by the way we kept going and he was he just went over there and started yo he's just like what the like what the fuck are you doing here? do you not see the practice going on here and he was like that's wild disrespectful. Because one, there's room over there, and it's like two, you see that their kids here, and you're grown ass men, and you can't wait. Yeah. And he just really went over there, and I'm like, that's facts though. Because I remember thinking as a kid, like, are they serious? Like, these are men. Like, why? Like, you're doing this for fun. You're like, why are you interrupting kids? Yep. So that's what's gonna get me. It's I, the kids thing, bro. Like, if I'm, if, like I said, I'm the protector of these kids. So anybody that's not guardian, parent, uh, uh, coach that gets near these kids. It's just like a like a protect thing. I don't know what this motherfucker's about. He could like slash one of these kids in the face. I don't know who this motherfucker is. So like like I said, bro, I bro, I'm like nah, you it's be on crazy because like my other go. coaches, my other coaches are mad calm, right? Yes. But I'm like I'm obviously the leader of the program, so I got to be on some different shit, bro. And it'd be crazy because anybody that I do not like know or like recognize or doesn't have that like. 
oh, my kid's on the field, I'm watching the game type of vibe to them, I'm just like, who are you? Please leave. Don't get anywhere near the situation right now. Yeah. Because I'll fucking hit you with this fucking incredible ball I'm using. Very hard. <laughs> in your eyeball. I swear to God. Awesome shit, though. Oh, God. Yeah, people are disrespectful. Nah, man. Uh, just like Mike Tyson said, man, people are not comfortable with getting punched in the face, and they also don't think it can happen to them. Feel yeah. me? Like an open hand slap. I really nothing, get nothing. Nothing gets through like an open hand slap. And I'm and I'm a dead slap you like your parents. And be like that was dumb. Shouldn't have done that because I know my hand hurts. Ooh, I just don't understand why I do it. I don't. It's why yo, do but it's like what happened with Mike Tyson on that plane, yeah, right? I, I, yeah. I, Feel like, me? And for, for the people that don't, oh, for the people that didn't on. see this video, we'll put it up on the ETT uh, Instagram. But Mike Tyson was on a plane in first class, and this dude just kept uh, reaching over the seat. Touching him, annoying him, badgering him, like how you touch Mike Tyson like that. First of all, Mike Tyson is a man from Brownsville, Brooklyn, that has literally told people on primetime television that he's going to fuck them in the ass until they love him, and that he's going to eat their heart, and then went on to see them in the ring and absolutely disembowel them with his fists, and then go into the press conference and be like, "I want, I want someone else. I'm not done." I'm still was, a monster. I was a legendary presser, too. All his press conferences, to me, are legendary because they dead scare me. Like, I dead see him, like, talking, and I'm just like, yo, like, one, he means every single thing he said so far, and it's like, two, I believe him. Man said, I'll fuck you till you love me, F-word. And then called him... The F-word. A faggot. Yeah. I'm like... Part of my French for all those that were sensitive to it, but I had to give the color that Mike Tyson did, because that was... I was I remember while grabbing his shit, bro. He was I, grabbing his shit while doing that. That bro, was legendary. I remember seeing that, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, I was like, "Yo, bro, if I was his opponent in that ring, I'd be like, yo, y'all don't, y'all can't postpone this. Y'all can't give me a gun in there because this yeah, man might actually nah. try it." No, nah, I don't understand why he thought. I mean, he must have seen all this stuff where Mike Tyson's just mad calm now, and like, I guess he's just not fighting no more. And he just thought he was a calm man who just doesn't want to fight anymore. Bro, Mike Tyson will fuck you in the ass. Mike Tyson the fun is of it. still yoked. That's what I'm saying. Have you not seen all these like sparring videos, these training videos? Did you don't see the man in the t-shirt He's on the 58 plane? He's like shots. Like he could knock you out with one punch. Oh my God, bro. Without warming up. Bro, the thing that scares me is when he talks about himself in the ring and he's just like... He's like, he just, he literally had to like calm himself down because he's like, when he fights, he goes into a dark place. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, bro. You ever heard that <laughs> when he's talking to uh, that, this, uh, this scene I was guessing when he's talking to Sugar Ray on that episode of Hot Boxing? Yeah. Where he's like, I feel like a bitch because I'm not the man I once was. Yeah. But I don't want to be the man I once was because like, if I step back in a ring, like, or if I become that man again, like, all hell's coming with him. Yeah. And I'm like, yo. He was like, I was a monster. Yo, that gave me goosebumps. I was like, nah, I was yo. He scares he, me. Because he I was scared. Okay, because Mike Tyson literally gave us video evidence of all hell coming with him. Bro. On pressers, interviews, fights. Like, it was every time Mike Tyson was amped, you were getting hell. Bro, what scares me about him is he's from Brownsville, Brooklyn. Can't take the Brownsville out of the Brooklyn, man. Bro, in the 80s and 90s, this is when New York City was at its absolute worst. And we actually might be sliding back into yeah, that. Yeah, I saw that tweet. What, what tweet? Mets are, uh, it was like the Mets are winning, something else is, uh, New York City's dangerous. We're back in the 80s, baby. Yeah, something like that. yeah, 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 bro. <clears throat> like, that, like, that Brownsville, Brooklyn, like, Mike Tyson was literally talking about, like, 
robbing people on buses and doing other crazy shit on his podcast. And I'm just like, yo, like, this man is just a danger to... He was literally a danger to society. Yeah, and, like... Was, uh, I, I listened to, like, the, the most recent... Or one of the most recent episodes where he talks... Uh, he talks to a guy named Big U, okay. I think. Um, I haven't listened to it in a minute. I can't lie. So, apparently... <clears throat> Big U and I think somebody else were the starters, were the uh, pioneers, I guess, of the uh, the Rolling Sixty Sixes. I think. Okay. The yeah, Crips. Yeah, 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 yeah. In in in. Uh, of course they were. Where is it? It's not Compton, not Long Beach. It's uh Oh my God. Crenshaw. Crenshaw. Right. They he was like the start of the Sixty Sixes in Crenshaw. Yes. Right. Um, and now he's like a gang activist and like a changed person and all that stuff. Right. Uh Um, and he was just talking about his past and like how they did things and like, blah, blah, blah. And Mike Tyson was like, they don't get it. Like (laughs) They don't understand what you're talking about. You, they have no idea. No idea. Yeah. He was, and I was like, Mike Tyson's done all this shit bro, and was not in a gang. Bro. He did that shit. He literally was like, he just did this dumb shit. Cause he didn't know what else to do. Yeah. He was like, he literally was like, I forgot who, what interview he was with. He was talking to somebody. He was like, boxing saved his life. He was like, he'd be in jail or dead. He was like, boxing literally saved his life. And that's when he was just like, when he fights, he's just like, he just goes into a dark place. He's like, that's why, like, when he spars and stuff, it's just like so intense. Because he's just like, he really is like, he's like, I'm not even like, he said he doesn't even feel like human almost. He's just like a machine. And I honestly, like, I haven't felt that way a lot, but like, in my life. But there's been certain times when I've been like, on a baseball diamond or in the weight room where I've been like, yo, like, I don't think I've ever felt that way. Like, like, I feel like Mike Tyson feels that way and like goes into like a deep, I guess, dark, like you said, place. Yeah. But like, I don't think I've ever gone to like a dark, I've gotten to like a zoned in super focused. Like, I feel like I could take anybody in anything place. I don't know about a dark place though. Well, his dark place is different. We've never grown up like Mike Tyson. Oh yeah. I'm I'm saying like, when I'm saying like locked in, it's just like I feel like I'm not even in my body. Oh, correct. I feel like I feel like I'm like almost on my shoulders, and I feel like, like you said, like I could feel like I could do anything. Like there's been times I've been like lifting or like pitching, and I'm just like, yeah, nobody can fuck with me right now. Yeah. And it's like if someone ever tried to right now or like got crazy with me right now, I would just beat them senseless. Yeah. Like I'm just like in a different state right now. It's just not. It's just not a state I could be fucked with here. You know what I mean? I specifically remember one of those moments. I can't remember what team we played. It was on a nice field, though. And I distinctly remember it because, like, I I felt the moment that I shifted. That I was like, oh, today you got it. Yeah. Today you got A-plus stuff right now. Like, you don't have to fight to to get through something. Uh Uh-huh. You got it. Anything you throw right now is money, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I remember, like, I thought that. And then I threw a fastball, and it just came out my hand like butter, like lightning. Like, I <laughs> felt it. And, like, I knew it came out my hand good because, one, the guy, it was by him, right? Got by you? Dumb late, right? Pop of the mitt was crazy. And then I heard Muller, and I, I'm 98% sure it was you. Jenna boy? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it was you and Muller, and Muller turned to you, and I heard him say, oh, he's throwing hard today. <laughs> and you like, you're like, yeah. And I was like, I just, I didn't look over, but I heard that, and I'm like, oh yeah, confirmed. It was definitely in Florida. I got it. Nah, it was nah, definitely nah. In Florida. It was in New York. 
It was in New York? Somewhere in New York. Maybe not New York. It was somewhere up here. Definitely not like in Florida or anything like that. Okay. But, like, I heard that because I didn't expect to have it that day. Like, I was yeah. just like, all right, it's just one of those days where, like, because I didn't feel good warming up. I was just like, fuck. You know, like, it was warm out. It was a good day. But I was just like, I don't, it it just don't feel good. That's a smack. Nah, it's always, it's always the days where I don't feel good or I don't expect to pitch that I just, like, would zone up. Uh, like, what you're saying, I felt like that, uh, when was it? We were in Florida. It was actually both times we were in Florida, my senior year, so your junior year. The first start I had where I went seven innings against that team, and I was just cruising, bro. I was just chilling. Was that your uh, the that bad first inning you had? No, no, no. That oh, was, no, no. That was, that was after that was the that was after the CCNY game where I just like threw my arm out in warmups and then just had nothing. Yeah. This was after that, and I remember like bullpen didn't feel great. Like, but I was just like, fuck it, it's warm, whatever. And then it was just the first inning. The mound felt perfect. And I was just like, oh, like, I can throw the ball wherever I want right now. Yeah. And I was just cruising. I was I like just chilling. I would, bro, I was ch- I remember I threw, like, 107 pitches. I was just chilling. Like, I finished the game, and, like, I remember uh, Tompkins and Muller were like, how do you feel? And I was like, I can throw another, like, three innings if you want. Like, I'm good. Like, I could do this all day. Yeah, I yeah. feel I'm right right now. Like, I'm in it. And they're like, nah, like, you know, relax. Second start of the season. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Type shit. I was like, I only threw, like, 100 pitches. Like, I'm good. Yeah. And then uh, it was the next, when I came in after that, the relief appearance. Because I remember I didn't even expect to pitch that day. But we I remember, like, that game had gotten out of hand. I forgot who we were playing. But that game had gotten a little bit out of hand, and they just needed someone to eat an inning. And they were like, look, like, you have to, you're supposed to throw a bullpen tomorrow. You want to just throw it today? And I was just like, sure. And I remember I was just throwing in the pen. I didn't feel like anything crazy. And I got on the mound, and, like, yo, like, my arm just felt like a lightning bolt. Yeah. Like, it was Because cr- I remember, That's like, fine. even everyone was like, yo, you're throwing gas right now. And I remember, like, bro, I couldn't throw my curveball. I couldn't throw a slider. Like, I remember I was just throwing fastballs, and not one of them got touched. I just threw – I struck out – I came in, and I struck out two guys, and one guy rolled over. And it was, like, 11 pitches. I was just throwing gas. And I struck yeah, out Glazer's yeah, boy nice. to end the inning. That's nice. And I came in. And I was like, you want another one? I was like, no, I'm good. <laughs> and he was <laughs> End mad, of a high note. Yeah, he just mad confused. And he was just like, what? And I'm just like – like we're down it's 11 like five or whatever like like you know what i mean like yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't need to be in this game like i just went out i remember they, they were chirping a little bit too and after the last kid i just like looked at them and walked away because i was like you guys That's nice That's I, yeah Cause i remember i was just like yo like they, there's nothing they could do with me today no no shot <laughs> nothing they could do with me yeah i remember squally came up to me and was like yo what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> oh i miss those feelings i miss those things now i just drop it down low when i can't feel my arm <laughs> No, there's some there's some days when I feel right. There's some days. They're, they're few and fleeting. But there's some days when I'm like, yeah, I could throw hard today. Um, but back to the back to the Mike Tyson to the absolute incident. machine. Um or or him beating the shit out of that. Him man. beating the absolute sh- well, not beating the shit, but just It looked like when you beat up your little cousin. Like, it looked like, like he didn't have enough space to cock back and really like deliver. You, it's funny because it like. his face was all messed up too, and, and like mad cuts, and it's like yo, he's really putting his knuckles in this man's cheeks and, yep. and like forehead. Yep. And honestly, the only thing that saved that man was the curve of the plane at the window seat. Yes. That was the only thing that saved yes. that man because if he was in an aisle seat, he's getting out the seat and coming to your aisle. Yes. Coming to your seat. Yes. Your row and it, and just unloading on you. And there's nothing you can do. Nothing. Nothing because you instigated everything like that. The Apparently, funny- he threw a water bottle at him. Yeah. yeah. What the. I don't know. I don't know why you would 
challenge a former or former boxer. And like, was that guy videotaping? Was that his friend? Yeah, or something? it was his friend from across. It's funny when he's nah. When that he's guy zo- had to be on drugs or something, bro. It's bro. funny when he zoomed in on his friend's face. Nah, I don't, bro. Don't say he's on drugs. You gotta realize, people like that. What Mike Tyson said. People don't think that can happen to them anymore. People don't respect the fact that someone could really just look at them and say, you know what? I'm going to beat the shit out of you. And there's nothing you could actually physically do to stop me from doing this right now. And I feel like that lack of respect is just going to get people killed. People want to test boundaries because they think they shit don't stink. Yo, because I'm saying, like, to me... Like, I try to treat everyone respectful and, and whatever, whatever. But, like... Yeah, until you give me a go, I'm on stop. But, like, also at the same time, like 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 we said before about the field. Like, if I choose to get crazy, it's because I've accepted the fact that there could be violence resulting from my words. And I'm comfortable with that violence coming because I'm willing to engage in it. Yeah. Like, today, I yelled at the guy on the field, right? In my head, I was like, yo, this man is wearing... Tim's in a giant jacket walking across a soccer field, like, broad day. Like, clearly, this man, something's a little off. Yeah. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I was just like, no. Like, you're not finna just do this and no one say anything to you. Yeah. Because no one said anything. And I was just like, no, this isn't This isn't right. This Like, as a grown man, you could just walk around. It's dead not that deep. You feel me? So, I, you know what I mean? But I accepted that consequence. If he said, like, what's up then? I was prepared to walk out there. But other people, they're not prepared to do that. Yeah. That man on the plane, and he was looking in that camera mad sad after he got nicked up. And it's like, it's like, <laughs> what? He got nicked up. It's like, first of all, why are you bothering someone like this on a plane incessantly? And then it's like, two, it's Mike motherfucking Tyson. The man is known for being crazy. Like the, the man bought tigers and just had them in the crib. The tigers were scared of him. Bro. Anyone that buys a tiger and has it in the crib is not mentally sane. So if it doesn't even matter if I know the person. If someone goes, yo, this is Enrique, and he has two tigers in the house, I'd be like, Enrique is crazy. I'll go over to Enrique's house. Evan is not hanging out with Enrique, because Enrique <laughs> doesn't have a firm grasp of the value of a life. Enrique lives a different life than me. <laughs> you remember? Bro, best thing Mike Tyson ever said, though, when Mike Tyson was like, you ever try, try to outfuck a tiger? What? You oh, yeah, yeah. You yeah. can't. And I was like, what? And he was like, I tr- I remember thinking in my head, what's this nigga talking about? He goes, I tried. And I was like, what? Yeah, man. Tigers fuck, apparently. Bro. <sighs> but I, my thing is, is that there was like three or four cuts in that video where it was just different, like, botteration shit. And I'm like, why do you think you can bother a celebrity like this? You know? Like... That's another thing. Like, people think people think celebrities are just yeah, like yeah, bro. Are just that's like a, it's, it wasn't a like a regular bother person thing. It was like a this is a celebrity. So because he's in public, that's them giving the public free range to harass them. Yeah, because we love him, and it's okay if we harass him because we love him. Bro, every time I see a celebrity, I try to bother them as little as possible. I I see Michael Strahan on the street. He looked at me. I looked at him. You seen Michael Strahan on the street? Yeah. Oh shit. Leaving the gym. Leaving Equinox and Upper East Side. I was walking in, he was walking out like a half block away. And I remember I, we passed each other. I just looked at him, nodded, kept going. Just like, 
This man doesn't want to talk to me. Yep. He this man literally just wants to go home and live his life. He has nothing. He wants nothing to do with I me. I did that with Pop Smoke on the way to Miami. What? Yeah, bro. Oh yeah, you did tell me that. Bro, I was dead ass on my phone, sitting there waiting for us to start boarding the flight. I hear jewelry clanking, right? Don't <laughs> don't think nothing of it. I saw looking down on my phone, I see Dior slides pop up in my frame. And I'm like, these slides are mad close. Yeah. Like somebody's trying to talk to me. So I just look up. Pop smoke. Wow. Right in front of me. That's and crazy. He's like, yo, bro, this is the line, but mad deep. I can't even do it. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the line. And in my head, I was like, it's Pop Smoke. Let me ask for a picture, nigga. Like, Pop Smoke is blowing up right now. Like, I want a picture of Pop Smoke. You know? And I was yeah. like, you know what? Let me not. And it was a good idea because nobody else bothered him. And his all his boys pulled up a food and it was macking. Yeah. Feel me? I was like, this is a good idea. Yeah. Should have just let him rock. That's what I'm saying. Like let let the man breathe or the woman breathe. Now there's certain people where like if I see him, I'm like, yeah, I gotta get a flick. But it's also the situation. Like, for example, that is when we saw Burner. That, that is me? key. Get your phone out. Burner's walking around the sidewalk. He wants you to get his phone your phone out. He wants you to take video. Yes. He wants you to promote cookies, like him and cookies. Yo, like, that was the point. You know what the fucking funny part about that is though? When I say, yo, shout out, yo, everybody commented on my story. And it's like, why'd you press that man to say shout out Queens? I was like, I just said shout out Queens. And he that, dead ass said it. Yeah. They were like, there was no you, pressing. I was yeah. going to say, I was like, bro, I'm not pressing burner. You crazy? crazy? <laughs> but that's funny. Yeah. Context is, is immense in that sense. They really got to, uh, people got to get a grip on reality. Yeah, just don't you bother Mike mean? Tyson or somebody that has been known to uh, hurt people. Bro, just for living. Just say your pe- like. If I see Mike Tyson, I'm not even gonna hold you. I'm gonna go over to Mike Tyson, shake his hand, be like, "Yo, my man, like, I bangs with you. I feel like you said some real shit. You definitely impacted my life. I appreciate you." Thousand shake his hand, be like, "Yo, I want to take a picture with you, but if you don't want to take a picture, that's bull too. Cause like, it's up to you. If he's with it, I'm with it. If not, appreciate the time. I would do that with everybody, but like Mike Tyson, I'm gonna take like special heed too. Because I know Mike Tyson could flip a switch at any moment. And he don't care who's in front of him. <laughs> I just don't want to be a nuisance to the you know? guy. Well, that too. But that's what I'm saying. I do that to anybody just because I want to be a nuisance. But I would yeah. like make sure, if, like, you okay with me breathing the same air as you? Or like, <laughs> I could go over there. I, yeah, I'm yeah. good, you know? I'll run away. Yeah, I, I'll <laughs> run away if you want me to. That's cool. He, he, he'd catch you. That's, <laughs> feel me? This is what I'm saying. I just want to make sure you're comfortable, Mike. I could, I'll get off the plane. Do you want, <laughs> I'll walk to, to Florida. It's cool. <laughs> facts please don't hit me yeah that's it that's it you know like it's so simple so nah, fucking nah, simple. people are unreal people are legit on do you know unreal. where uh do you know where people are gonna get more unreal and it's gonna be absolutely amazing where twitter <sighs> yeah free speech elon is uh i don't think it's gonna happen you don't what do you mean you don't think it's gonna happen i think so context elon just officially accepted the twitter bid i said like two episodes ago or one episode ago i didn't think they'd let him buy it but he did but so i was wrong but everyone thinks he's just gonna let anyone say anything on the app i definitely don't think so i think what he meant by the whole he's an advocate of free speech is that like Twitter's algorithm probably censors certain things or stops certain things from being like more mainstream. Thousand percent. And there's definitely a lot of ghost followers. Like I seen a tweet where it's like uh this guy was making fun of the New York Times. He's like, the New York Times definitely bought their million plus followers because they re they tweet something and they get 
10 to 15, 50 retweets. He's like, I'm going to prove this because I have 100,000 followers and I'm going to tweet an emoji and I'm going to get more retweets and likes than they get on a daily basis. And then he tweeted like a banana and got 40,000 likes. Did he? Yo. Oh, Yo, okay. I, let me see if I sent it to you on Twitter, but yeah, because I was like, is Elon really going to let this shit rock? And everyone's like, oh, he's going to let Trump back on Twitter. And I'm like, yeah, I did see. I'm like, that's fine. Yo, people are talking about uh, Elon bought Twitter for the sole purpose of letting the whites say hurtful and horrible things to already oppressed minorities that's not true um that's a real thought like do you know uh what's his name oh my god what's the uh <clears throat> i mean civil rights activist i guess sean king sean king uh so he has a podcast called the breakdown with sean king i don't know how i feel about sean king some days he's a little iffy sometimes he's a little iffy sometimes he'd be getting a little too deep into things i feel like he reaches too much yes this one's he's a little dragged and i thought one this situation was a little dragged yeah. um what i didn't know uh he educated me a little bit uh so elon was born in the apartheid era yes uh with i don't know if he called them like white supremacist parents but like like racist his dad was a coal miner in South Africa, so yeah, he wasn't a good dude. Let's um, put it like that. Feel me? There's and, no, there's no way you could be a good dude. Yeah, and he was raised by those type of people, and the only reason he's rich now is because he in uh, inherited but, he inherited his father's fortune, which is okay. Like his dad had money, but like Elon's not an idiot. He's literally one of the smartest people on this fucking planet and to ever live. So, so I don't so really la- understand. That's so lazy. I was like, okay. Um, I mean, he would have gotten there either way. but I wouldn't say that. I mean. I wouldn't say that. Bro, I mean, he's going to space. Like, no, but what I mean. That's a different level what of, I mean like by of that knowledge. Is this. What I mean by that is this, right? Because he had that capital, he was able to more freely pursue his dreams rather than a living. Like, that's what people don't realize about money. People think that getting money is about buying shit. And no, getting money is about doing whatever you want. It's, it's getting, you get the money. So you can do whatever you want. So he was able to pursue Tesla or SpaceX or whatever because he had the money. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's like if you it's like for instance, Sadiq, if you had twenty million dollars in your bank account, are you going to work tomorrow? No. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna do whatever Sadiq feels like doing, and you're gonna pursue it with a different kind of vigor. I'm not even because, telling him I'm not coming in. I'm just not going in. <laughs> you feel me? So it's like you can do that because you don't have to worry about paying bills. You don't have to worry about your family's safety or if they're going to eat. You don't have to worry about you're going to eat. It's just simple stuff like that. So Matter of fact, sorry to cut you off, I'm buying the place I work at. And I'm like, are we going to run this how I want to run it? You, you see what I'm saying? You that's see, how, how, you, you see how, how that flipped, though? Yeah, that that's, was easy. that's easy. That that's my, that's my whole point. Just like with Trump, right? Did Trump's dad give him money to start up? Absolutely. But you have to give Trump where credit is due. And he might not be a honorable or inhonorable businessman, and he might not be a guy that does things by the book. But the man finds loopholes, and he makes things happen. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you think that, oh, he got a head start because of the money. He was just fortunately placed in that circumstance. Correct. And you can whine about it, but it doesn't mean that someone's going to give you a million dollars to start up with. Yeah, exactly. Because no shot in hell. For the most people, could you uh, execute how he tried to execute? Like, he didn't, act, like, he failed a lot of things, right? Like, most notably, like, the Taj Mahal. 
But they oh built that bitch. That was a disaster. But they built that bitch, Evan. They but, built it. But and you, people were there. And then his dad came and bought a million dollars worth of chips. Three million. Three million dollars worth of chips. But you know what? You know what he got from that ordeal? Notoriety. And it was like, yo, this Trump dude is crazy. He'd be fucking up. But you know what? He's got balls. And I respect that. Bro, he and built, I, they, that, that, what, the biggest casino in Las Vegas. They built no, no, that. No, no, in Atlantic City. Or Atlantic City. Atlantic City. They built it. Yes. It wasn't even like... He might be crazy. Let's put a hold on this project. They built it and had people in there. And the most important thing is the banks believed in him. Bro. And if the banks believe in you, other people can believe in you. That's it. That's it. So I'm just like, I, listen, I personally think he would have gotten there either way. It definitely would have been harder. But regardless, so he got, he's born into that situation, came from his father's fortune, was able to freely do what he does now at a way earlier age than most people because he was in that situation great um and sean king was talking about how you know he was in that situation and because he had those parents and they were like that that he is now buying twitter to make it like that and to make it real open to white supremacists and all those people saying hurtful and uh harassing things to other people and he was just gonna let it happen and that was the reason that he was gonna let it happen i I, think i think that's very lazy yeah it it was very lazy it was an eight minute podcast so (laughs) there was really like surface level shit like i was i like he said it on his instagram right like a post and uh he said something like uh oh tune into my podcast like hear about it so i was like oh let me listen into why he thinks this is gonna happen Right. And it was I was expecting like a 45 minute, you know, excerpt, like 45 minute delve into like what Elon did in the past and like little conspiracy shits and like, OK, like I could I, I, I could talk about this now. It was eight minutes and it was everything that he said in the Instagram post. And I was like, I didn't need to listen to this. You said it, everything already. You didn't go into anything. Yeah, I you know? think that assuming that a man is spending fifty four billion dollars in buying the one of the largest social media apps and quickest speech and information spreaders of all time to just further the racist agendas a bit. I think it's a bit a, a bit of a reach. And I just think that one is lazy, right? And two, I think this is more indicative of what we've been saying on this podcast and kind of the view that I've been just having, which is just that you know, the like, you can't ignore race, but to assume that every decision is racially motivated to further the agenda of racists is just tearing this country apart. Yeah. And some people have taken that same view and applied it to critical race theory, which is and just basically saying that we should just pretend racism never happened and pretend that slavery never happened, which is very dangerous. Uh, and I disagree with, but I also think that if every time a white guy does something, we assume that it's to take a black guy down, I think that that's just lazy. And I think that that's also very toxic because it's going the other way. Correct. Cause like you can't just assume that everyone's out to get you. Nope. Because even if they were, if you're going to live your life being defensive and guarded because you think everyone's out to get you, you're never going to get anything done. Yeah. And we need each other. You know what I mean? Like, I have white friends, I have black friends. You know what I mean? Like, I don't... 
treat them any differently Correct. in terms of like status. I mean, we act differently towards each other because of our upbringings or just relationship, but there's like a general foundation of like, you're a person, I'm a person respect. Yeah. And I think, I think sports definitely help that mm-hmm. playing sports, for especially sure. baseball for, for one. Sure. I think, and I think that everyone just needs to realize that you see a man's true colors in sports. Yeah. Oh like, my God. Are you kidding? Especially me? when you got to go up against other people. And now all you have are these people with you. Like, you've either find common ground and get it oh about sports oh yes i was gonna say so i actually thought about this the other day and it's funny that you bring that up you really do see a man's true colors when it comes to being a team and how hard they work i'm gonna be honest with you i think about moving a lot and it's not moving because i'm dissatisfied with my life here it's just more like be easier no it's more like no it's more like adventure like things are different. Oh, that's always there. Because I'm just like, it's like it's, I could definitely move to Florida. I can move. No, 10 somewhere you from, haven't been. Somewhere oh, you haven't oh, I'm been. About, I always thought it was the easy part. No, no. What I'm talking about is this. I just want to move just because, like, the adventurous part of it. You know, go somewhere. It's like you don't know anyone there. You know what I mean? That type of shit. But like, I've I've kind of like resigned myself to the fact that like, one, I'm going to make my bones in New York. Just because, like, I've already started too much stuff here, and there's too many, there's too much of a foundation, and then it's too. It's like all I really need to do is get a nice five to ten year stretch going of consistent work, action, and in networks, and then I can just live wherever I want for the rest of my life. Because, like, the more I think about it, the more I'm just like. I don't know if I can raise my kids in New York because I don't think New York's going to be the way that I like to think of New York anymore very soon. Just the way things are going. And it's kind of sad. Expand. Like, the Bronx is out of control. Like, I don't know the last time you've been, like, above the South Bronx or, like, the, the parts in Throg's Neck or whatever, but one day, like, go go drive along Grand Concourse. Or, like... I was there when I was driving... I was driving through Grand Concourse to get to the opening day, to get to opening day for the Yankees. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was crazy. I actually learned that, like, so those apartments on the Grand Concourse are actually, like, massive-ass apartments. Yeah. Like, apparently, like, pre-war apartments or something Correct. Like that. And they're rent-stabilized. Yeah. And they're massive. And, like, the, the apartments themselves are, like, nice apartments. Nice, yes. big apartments. It's just the people there suck. Yes. Not, not everybody, I guess, but, like, most of the people there just treat it like shit. No, but that's... That's the issue. So the Grand Concourse, that is a massive part of the Bronx. That is a long, that's like 60 blocks. Yeah. So it's a long Bro, stretch. I'm saying, so unfortunately, what's probably going to happen in the Bronx is that it's going to be the same thing that happens anywhere where they're by a big city, right? Just like in the South Bronx. What they do? They let, or the, the, the Southwest Bronx, sorry, closest to the city. What happened to that area? Drugs, crime, etc. So what does the city do? The city makes has more police officers. The property value goes down. What happens? Developers come in. They buy stuff. They build new apartments. They price the other people out. Those people move. And it's going to be the rinse and repeat because people don't take care of what they have. The same thing that we said about the fields. Right? If the parts department knew that, okay, we have to go take care of this field today. Instead of saying, oh, my God, we're going to go pick up 70 broken bottles and pick up glass shards and bottle caps. If they said, "Okay, the field's going to be in relatively good condition. Let's mow it. Let's rake it real quick and just like make it look nice. It'd be much easier to do that than just like, yeah, get the trash off the field. 
Correct. Because that's two hours and so on. We have four parks to do today. Yeah. You know what I mean? Regular field maintenance is no brainer. That's already in the budget. Now I gotta pick up trash and then do that shit. Don't have it. Correct. So we're not gonna do nothing. Correct. And there's there's no reason to live in New York if you're just gonna stay in your own little bubble because then you're not getting the full experience of living in the greatest city in the world. Yeah. So it just kind of makes me realize, like, damn, like the way things are trending, like unless we actually get like a mayor that is gonna do more progressive things or figure out how to fix these issues rather than just a string of mayors. Like Yeah. But like I think a nice six year period of one mayor's tenure, if it's done right, can fix it. But like the mayor we have now, his solution is more police, bring back stop and frisk. And like plenty of studies have shown like people aren't just going to start stop committing crime because there's more police officers. It just doesn't work. Yeah. It just is never, it's never happened. People have never been like, Oh, there's more cops. They just find craftier ways to do things. So you got to just realize like the further, the further they go with that, it's just, it's going to be crazy. You know? Yeah. And it's not going to ever get fixed without, like you said, like the progressive type of like, you're going to be hated by some people. And it's going to have to be like that. It's more like everybody just wants to stay sort of like, you know, just just okay. Like, everybody kind of likes me. Nobody wants to be, like, extra and, like, get something done uh-huh. and, like, not worry about everybody else. Right? It's all about the votes. It's all about the fucking votes. I get that. Oh. Well, that's... That's what alarms me about this this country in general right now. It's just like the the political nature of everything. Like, think about it. Elon buys Twitter, and the first thing someone goes on social media to say is what? He's buying this so that people could be racist yeah. on the platform. Instead of saying, now we have the most important social media for free speech owned by one person who's going to take it private. And the take that I actually like about it is that because Twitter has been stagnant for so long... That what's actually probably going to happen is that Elon is friends with the guy that created Twitter, Jack Dorsey. Mm-hmm. Right? So what's probably going to happen, they said, is that Jack Dorsey is going to be able to do the things he wanted to do, but the Twitter board wouldn't let him. You get what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it was a publicly traded company. So now he can fully execute on his ideas and do certain things. Right. So I don't like I don't think that's gonna be it at all. Like everyone's just like, oh, like this, this, and that, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, like Elon's they said Elon's going to buy or he's in negotiations to buy Truth Social through Twitter. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Because Truth Social has more downloads apparently in the app store than Twitter. Really? Yeah. As of what, like this year or something? Something like that. I can't be in not in, all time. I was gonna say. And like this is another thing where you gotta give Trump his kudos. Trump knows that he has a loyal fan base, and he knows that they will follow him. And Oh, yeah. True Social's only been out not even a year. It hasn't been out six months. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Bro, that, that platform's never going to do anything. But the point is that this, like, think about what Facebook did, right? Facebook just bought all its competitors, <laughs> Yeah. right? Instagram's hot. What what Zuckerberg do? Go to Instagram and be like, trying to buy you. Yeah, when you're How much do you want? And they're just like... We'll give you a crazy number. And he's like, okay, I'll pay it. Yeah. Uh, you guys not work for me. You guys are fired. You guys are going to stay on and uh, get out now. Yeah. And then he bought WhatsApp. And then he bought, what else did he buy? He bought something else. He tried to buy Snapchat, but the Snapchat founder wasn't having it. So Fair. that's so that's why Instagram uh, copied Snapchat's features. 
and Snapchat somehow still alive. Yeah, thank God, right? Yeah, I saw something the other day that said, uh, if memory, if Snapchat didn't have memories, I wouldn't stay on it. And I'm like, true. But if Snapchat wasn't like the easiest way to do the sneakiest link ever, it also would be dead. Oh, yo. So I read a report about Snapchat and it's basically like, uh, kids like 14 to 24 use it the most because their parents can't like read their messages. It's gone. And they can't be tracked. Yeah. It's gone forever. Dunzo. So that's that's a, that's a feature and a half. I, Instagram tried to do that with like the vanish mode, yeah, whatever. But work. it's like you can just bring the messages back, like yeah, you can't just delete them. They're just not showing when you have it. But then once somebody sees that you have vanish mode on, and they're on your phone, they will just reverse it. Yes. So it's like you can't bring back messages and snap. Yeah, but getting back to the Bronx, uh, the Bronx is crazy right now. I like. You just got it like you could drive around on Fordham Road or Gun Hill Road, and it's just like people are in the middle of the street. Like people just cross the street. I was on Gun Some Hill Road dude today. Standing in the middle of the street the other day, bro. I'm like, I can't remember what road I was on, but he was in the middle of the street, and it was like a like a like a main street. So it was like coming past the intersection, you're going like 40. Yeah. And I was like, yo, this is a hazard because if somebody hits you, they're in trouble. But yeah. you're in the middle of the street, bro. Literally, there was two dudes in the middle of the street directing traffic today. Like, I'm driving, the guy's, like, waving me on, and I'm like, dog, there's no crosswalk here. Get on the sidewalk. Literally, the middle of, like, moving traffic, and he's just, like, waving someone on so he can walk across. And I'm just, like, on Gun Hill, and I'm like, nah, this is chaos. Like, kids are getting out of school, and kids just walk. Kids are just walking across the street and not looking. Like, green light, just walking across the street. I'm like, yo, like, yeah. I you know what I mean? That. I, I get it. You pedestrian, pedestrians have right away, but not on a green that's the only time where you do not have the right of way right and i don't yeah and i don't live in the bronx but i lived there for four years part-time in college and like i've never ever seen it like this to this point like you know what i mean so like i'm just i'm a bit worried uh someone pointed out to me that in the eight like in the 70s and 80s they said the bronx was on fire because it was just a war zone that's what it was been bro Niggas was burning out buildings to cash insurance fucking claims. That's what it was. Niggas was dead burning Because down the buildings, buildings weren't worth anything. Cause the t- yo, because these rent-stabilized tenants, they were just like, fuck it. Like, my rent's... Shit. Yeah, they were like, first, my rent's not going up. And then they were like, two, like, this is my crib. I can treat it however I want. So, like, yep. land- landlords, and this is what I'm going to close with, landlords actually are battling with the state now. They want to raise all rent-stabilized apartments' rents by eight percent six to eight percent to account for inflation etc sounds i mean that's fair you know what i mean it sucks but it's i think the state was like three percent or something and they're fighting back but it's just like that's kind of how it started before no which is just like they can't raise the rent the building's losing value you can't charge anymore you know what I mean? And then it's like, so what do you want them to do? They're not going to sell the building at a loss yeah. because the nah, next guy. They start burning buildings in 2022. I don't, I don't think they're going to burn buildings, Imagine. but I'm just I'm just saying. We're we're in a we're in a worrying uh we're in a similar situation. Yeah, and that happened during a very worrying time. And what and look, what did what do people always say? History repeats itself. It'd be silly to think it won't. Right? Like, I fully believe World War III is going to happen in the next decade. That's kind of why I want to leave the United States. Dangerous. Right? Cause I, they're not sending me to war. Because I ain't going. <laughs> but, uh... I ain't going. 
I'm not like living in New York. You're literally like the first target for any. Yeah, they taking out anything. New York, Chicago, L.A. Not Chicago. Chicago's too far inland. Uh, the, the coast is then. New Only York, L.A. Cities. Fucking, New- they're sinking Florida. Uh, it's. <laughs> I actually think Florida would be okay. Oh yeah, they got mad guns there. Nah, it's just they more like themselves. it's just more like where would you bomb in Florida? It's just so spread out. There's not like you could bomb Miami. Right, but like Miami Sinky has more lives. foreign nationals than anywhere. It's kind of defeating the purpose. Everywhere else is too far in. You know what I mean? Florida would be a bit difficult. Yeah, that's very true. But like New York, New York Boston, Boston's right there, right yep. in the right on the coast too. DC, oof, oh DC's right there. That's what I'm saying. So it's like we're in we're in the hot spot here. You know what I mean? But like I said before, at the beginning of this podcast, ain't nobody trying to bomb the Bahamas or the Caymans. You know what I mean? People just go there, vacation, go back home. You know, it could be worse. <laughs> could be worse. You could be Donald Trump. Which actually still isn't a horrible thing either. I think he's doing fine. Yeah, uh, that was a bad I think example. he's doing fine. Bad example. Yeah. Well, you could be Amber Heard. Yo, we had to talk about that. Yeah. But not, the, not today though. That's for that's for another time. Not today. Because put that on the agenda because my phone's not here. Put yeah, that on the agenda. We're gonna wait for that trial to finish because she's uh She's clippadone dipped. No, nah, they gotta put her in jail. Yeah, I don't under. So, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna end it with this here. She got diagnosed. Uh, I can't remember the name of the uh, the illness, uh-huh. but it literally just means extreme narcissism. Yeah, like she got diagnosed with that condition. Yeah. So, uh, all this is now actually understood. She was literally while they were playing uh, a tape about like. Uh, and I'm tape while the 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 doctor was like telling everybody like what this was and she had it. Mm-hmm. She was literally just, like looking at her nails, like just chilling. Yeah, or whatever. So yeah, Amber Heard's a fucking just a cunt. Hey, good word. She's just a bad person. Yes. And fucking big up Johnny Depp, man, because I love Johnny Depp. Yeah, that man's going through it right now. Yeah, bro. And it was like he told y'all. What's crazy is that. He got accused, and I was just like, he ain't do that shit. Yep. And you know, everybody dropped him but Dior. Really? Every one of his endorsements, every one of his, like, followers, uh, everything dropped him. What? But Dior is the only one that kept him. And now Savage is their best-selling cologne. Wow. Yeah. Well, I think Savage he was, Well, there. he was a... No, but he, I'm saying he endorsed Savage. That was his commercial. Oh. Dior Savage. <clears throat> and now it's their best-selling cologne. Ooh. Yeah. Scary world we live in. Fuck Amber Heard. Fuck all those people that dropped Johnny Depp. I hope he says no when you ask him to do something else and he finds something better. Because he will find something better because he's John Depp. And even if he doesn't, he's rich as a motherfucker. And he's Captain motherfucking Jack Sparrow. Yes, he is. And that's never going to fucking yeah, die. Yeah, he is. Um, But on that note, drink water. Be kind. Don't be fucking racist. And don't be like Amber fucking Heard. All right? What was that? Enjoy. Ta-ta.